All right, so we're officially recording, Brittany. I just wanted Brittany to know that. Like, we're officially recording this thing. Don't make me nervous. Don't be nervous, girl. You got this. She's an amazing person. So I'm confident that you guys will be intrigued with everything she has to say and probably will be hanging on to her everywhere because she just has that effect. Don't do that to me. They will be like, what is (laughs) Nothing. Nothing at all. (laughs) So I know her well, but she's going to introduce herself to you guys. Who's Brittany Gatlin Pitts? Brittany is a mom. She's a wife. She's an educator. She's a fitness enthusiast. She's a pillar of her community, too. <laughs> She's a member of Faith Life Church. Pastor Alex. Yeah, so I'm just the average mom. That's who Brittany is the average mom, wife, worker, entrepreneur. I love it. It's so sweet. And so I bought on a show today because as I've stated to you guys before, I like to give a platform to up and coming, rising entrepreneurs who I feel like are definitely making a difference in their communities. Um, I feel like they should be shouted out more. I don't feel like you need to be Instagram famous, you know, to for people to know your name. So her business is Gym Fitness, and I just want her to. Tell us more about Gym Fitness. What is Gym Fitness? So I came up with the name Gym Fitness throughout my journey. I remember just being at like a very awkward point in my life and feeling like everybody was making excuses to me and just like I really my follow through was horrible. So after I evaluated myself, I'm like, man, if I stop making excuses to myself, then people wouldn't be so comfortable making excuses to me. So that was my starting point. And then I started looking at the idea behind like diamonds and gems. And even the ones that are flawed are still beautiful and still valued. So that's when I came up with gym fitness because I feel like, yes, we're women. Yes, we have flaws, but we still are precious stones. So eloquently stated for me. No, seriously, because People don't realize there's people who still pay thousands and thousands of dollars for a flawed diamond. Like, so don't underestimate yourself because of those flaws, um, which, you know, shows up as insecurities. Like, walk in your light and and trust who you are, but be comfortable with those flaws. Definitely. I, I love it, girl. So how did you get into fitness and, like, what was your journey? And then... Who is Gym Fitness targeting? Like, who is your target audience? I would say my target audience is, like, definitely moms, definitely women who just want to get that off back. I remember people like, girl, you having another baby? That baby going to destroy your body? I'm like, what? So in my head, I'm like, I need to be bringing 3.0 after this baby. So it was made up in my mind already that after... I have my baby. I just want it to be better. So that itself helped me to transform into like a more valuable stone, valuable gym. And it's so funny hearing (laughs) you say that because she's literally had a whole nother kid and is smaller than me. So definitely that baby did absolutely nothing. Because it's the truth and I'm fine with that. She know, she get my life together. Y'all saw me looking for the other day when I was working out because 
this is my accountability partner. Like she definitely get my life together. But I can remember we worked together um, at a school, a high school in Bronzeville. And I can remember her leaving and going on maternity leave. <laughs> and me and Mrs. Paragon, Renee, I remember us just like eating our life away. And when Brittany came back off maternity leave, we all got it together. It was It's like her energy gives you this need to be better. You could have just ate three bags of hot flames with cheese, meat, pepper, sour cream. But when Brittany walk around, you stuffing it in the garbage can <laughs> with napkins on top of it because you just want to be better in her presence. So she does like, and that, that just speaks to who she is as a person and why she it works with her as a trainer because she gives a natural energy before um, she opens her mouth to say anything. You're already like, okay, I need to be better. Um, Brittany, why I'm looking for my charge before my computer start. Can you just walk me through your journey like the first time? Because those of you who don't know, You've had multiple like weight loss. You just uh, mentioned it on your Instagram where you had like multiple weight loss and gains and weight loss. Can you start us from like that first journey, like when you're like, okay, this is my journey and this is what I'm doing. Okay, so like my first journey was just like, all right, enough is enough. I was just tired of like the yo-yo and I made the commitment to just like get up, pray, and work out. So I'm like, all right, so. You go to the gym, walk on the treadmill. Everybody know I'm like the 4 a.m. exerciser. I'm like, okay, I go to the gym. I mean, God, though, if I lose weight in the process, that's cool, too. So I literally started walking on the treadmill, and it was like just melting the, the pounds away. And I was really little. And I remember after that first weight loss, and I looked in the mirror, I cried because I was so used to being like this kind of thick girl. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do to myself? I started feeling bad. But that was only because I wasn't tracking my journey. I knew I was losing, but my mind didn't connect mentally with the fact that my body was getting smaller. So I kind of felt uncomfortable in my new skin. So then I went back into those cycles of just like bad eating, getting comfortable. Girl, you little, you can eat anything. That was a lie. So then I gained all of that weight right back. I'm like, okay, self, you did it before. You can do it again. And it was so hard. And it was only hard because I was lying to myself. Nellie is a witness. I'd be like, I did this and I did that, but I was lying. Like, I would eat amazing around people. But then beyond the people, I would go home and go green eggs and ham <laughs> on some I think a lot of people have that. Where it's like in front of people, you can hold it together. Yes. Which is why I don't understand how on reality TV, how they be on camera looking stupid. Because I feel like when people are around, that's when I get the most courage to just like do what's in the self right. Like, right. So after um, that. I got it together. I got my first set of abs. Literally, after I took a picture of them abs the next day, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> and everybody was devastated for me because I was in like the best shape of my life. I was hitting my stride. I had got my degree. And I was actually in school to get my master's at that time. So I had to make a resolve in myself like, you finna graduate Right after you had that baby and you're going to lose that weight. Literally, 
I had the baby. I remember turning the paper in in the delivery room. My husband was <coughs> my witness. Now having, that's push through. Now, you me? Like having the baby and coming home and like at that six week mark back in the gym. And after I was in the gym, like I remember that December, January, walking across the stage with my master's I degree. So yeah. It's so encouraging and inspiring because you have so many moments where you're just like, I cannot do this. I got this going on. I got this going on. So I remember you telling me a story of the baby head, little hair sticking up in your video. You <laughs> record, she was recording a video for school. My capstone. Her capstone project. And she told me how the baby was in like a cobbler in front of her and his little hairs were in the top of her video. I'm like, if that's not the most inspiring shit I ever heard in my damn life, <laughs> like how to push through when you see, it seems like there is nothing else to do. So she's amazing. Hey, best friend. Hey, BFL. Hey, Jayla. Hey, Toya. Tell me, so God was at the gym. Yes, he was, brother. <laughs> he is under a rock. He is in the car behind you. He is everywhere. God was at the gym because I was praying like, <laughs> come on, God. Just show up for show me, me one time. Sure. How you think all the people in that working out and ain't fainting? Yeah, God hit that with your air conditioner. What do you say? You'll mount up on <laughs> run and not get weary? See? Well, I have a different take on that. I, I remember it saying only the wicked run and ain't nobody chasing them. That's why I don't run. That's why I've never been. I'm pretty sure that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right, though, but I'm getting up really slowly but slowly. Right, sister? Right. Okay. Okay, so how do people know like they are truly ready? Because I feel like I can attest to this. Like, oh, I'm ready. No, I'm not. Like, I had to have those moments. So, what are some key characteristics in your life that you can gauge for yourself and be like, okay, I'm really ready? Because people underestimate what the trend, the, the lifestyle is when you're trying to be healthy. How do I know that I'm really ready to start this, this journey, this lifestyle? Yeah. My personal opinion, I think you know you're ready when you make that mental check-in. That mental check-in is like nothing <clears throat> can hold you back. You have to know like, all right, today is the day I'm going to say yes. And not, oh, I'm going to wait on Monday. I'm going to wait on Monday. Because <laughs> if you keep pushing stuff back to Monday, you're going to get a few Mondays before you get started. But when you make that mental check-in, it's like, okay, I'm ready to go. And you have the discipline and just the interest to hit the ground running. Uh, um, best friend got a question. She wanted to know, like, how did you find the strength to push through knowing that a baby was coming and working out like where did you look for for that strength? Y'all go laugh at me. It was so funny because around the time I had my third baby, everybody was posting this thing about like not having kids and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, team, no kids ain't going to have nothing on me. So it's like I kind of psych myself up in my head and I'll be pumping myself up and like, okay, I could do this. And literally that's what I did. I checked in mentally and I went to get it. I love it. I love it. What's that bankhead bounce? She telling her, oh, hey, job. Oh, <laughs> That's so funny. So you said that mental check-in, meaning, and I get what you're saying, because I remember, you just remember me saying, like, in two months, my birthday is April 22nd, y'all. And so I remember saying, two months was yesterday. I'm like, I need to be starting this transition so I can lose these 20 pounds by my birthday. 
But I got up Thursday and I'm like, I'm not waiting till the 22nd to start. She said, I'm Google. Okay, hold on. Yeah. So I'm like, I, um, I'm not waiting till the 22nd to get started. So, like you said, just having that mental moment, that, that check in, that conversation with yourself, like, I'm not waiting till the 22nd to get started. I need to already be in stride by the 22nd so that in my two months, my two months is a legit two months, not mm-hmm. really a month and 28 days. And that's the little Britney that be in the back of your head. Like, <laughs> what is you waiting on? Because I'm the queen of Monday. I'm going to start Monday. Oh, moms, I'm I, mean, I need that. I need Jesus on that Sunday to give me that push. Best friend that you were just talking about. I be needing Jesus on Sunday to push me through. To give me that strength for Monday, and then I'll be ready. But I got up Thursday. It was two degrees outside. So I'm like, I'm going to take this walk. I'm going to do these exercises, and I'm going to go live so that people are looking at me, and I can't fake it. Because sometimes you just get tired of lying to your damn self. So definitely. It's easier to actually just do it than to pretend that you're doing it. Because then you got to do double work. And it's like, (laughs) yo, mental laugh. In the real life, that I don't know about anybody that lies a profession. It's hard to fucking lie and just keep up lying. So you might as well just do what you're supposed to do. Definitely. What was Jaber's question? She wanted to add the podcast. I'll leave the hey, podcast cousin. information. I haven't uploaded it yet. Once we're done with the episode, I'll um right now it's on Spotify and my first episode is on Spotify and Anchor. So those are both apps that you could download. Um, and then, you know, the name of it is Tourist Treasures Podcast. This one will be uploaded tomorrow morning. So stay tuned. Um, so what are the three keys to a successful weight loss journey? I would say preparation, consistency. Pre- preparation, preparation. <laughs> <laughs> preparation, you preparation consistency, and just like an amazing team around you. Because a lot of the times you're going to need a rooting section to kind of keep you going because every day you don't have it in you to go. You know what that reminds me of? That means I can do all things. No, but not that one. Of course, Christ. But through a a crowd of black people cheering me up, like, hey, hey. But see, if you put that in your head every day, you get up and go like, hey, hey. I think I'm the number one partier in my head. Don't catch me on them stairs. Them stairs, something else. Because why they make them so slim? Like, (laughs) I wear a nine and women. Why the damn stairs so narrow like that? My feet don't even fit on. Yeah, my butt dragged me back. I don't like the stairs. They just not my friend. It's it's dangerous. Don't get on the stairs or they bring a trick y'all. Um, so what, the hardest thing for you to overcome was it having the kids or was it just like managing everything together or like just accepting this new lifestyle? Like you cannot revert to your old ways. What would you say was like the hardest part? If you can pick. I would say the hardest part is like trying to do it publicly. Oh. As I mature, I'm learning not to live my life in like real time. So sometimes I'll post stuff that I did already because with the world having so much access to you, it kind of detours you <coughs> or you just can't handle the pressure of so many people rooting for you. Because you understand that, like, you got a rooting section, but you all also got a few haters Absolutely. that might say something. So that's probably the hardest part is just, like, kind of 
shielding it until it's mature enough that it can handle yeah, the world. Can handle all that comes at it. Now, I can remember oh, yeah. that reminds me of just like how hard it used to be for me to accept like compliments from people because at that moment it's like you are allowing a person to uh critique you or get even though it's a a, a good critique you know it's something positive you also you know allow them a negative you know next time it might be a negative so i always found it real hard to accept compliments from people for that same reason because it's like you're living out loud in somebody else's perception of you. Mm-hmm. And them sharing it with you, I think it makes it super scary because it's just like, I know this is positive, but like, what are the neg- negative things that you're thinking about as well? So that is crazy. And that's yeah. the world we live in, like this social media media aspect. And you have a business, so you have to promote yourself. You have to promote what you're doing. Uh, and you want to show people that real time because you want them to see like this was a real journey, but it's feasible. It was something that's done. So that is like super nerve wracking. People don't understand like when you're posting how much like anxiety goes into well, that post. Is, like, what's oh. my favorite sin? You can't grind and shine at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm so big on that because like when you grind and you more laser focused. Yeah, yeah. And my best friend kicked my butt all the time. Like, post, do this, do that. And I'm just like, I can't really handle it right now. So you got to kind of know your limits too. So I'm like, if I'm grinding now, I can kind of get the the artifacts together. So Absolutely. when I share, I just got stuff you to just, constantly love, post yeah. and share about. That's what's up. I'm learning from you, girl. I'm definitely learning. So what would you tell your younger self based on your experience? Yes. Somebody said facts. Haters are there for a reason. Motivation. Say that, I bro. Get it. That's how I, I love Period. it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so yeah, what would you tell your younger self, like based off this experience that you've been through on the last like ten years? I'd say, what would you tell your younger self, like that girl coming from Crane, you see at the bus stop. Go crack. Oh, <laughs> what would you say? What would you say with her? What would be your words for her to like get her through this journey? I would tell her, don't let nobody, don't let someone else give you your life or your lifestyle. It is so easy to want to become who your <clears throat> mom wants you to be, who your mm-hmm. friends think mm-hmm. you are, who your husband think they done molded you to be. So like when you can come to the realization of like, this is who I want to be and kind of set that roadmap. I would tell her like, man, do the work so you can know what you want so you can go get it. Right. And and that's, I think, being able to just, if that was something that we can really do, like really talk to that younger person, I think we would have so much advice. Our lives have kind of been mirrored. We've been best friends since single digits. So <laughs> a lot of the things that we go through are very like symmetrical, like and either we're going through it together or I'm going coming out of it, she going in it or vice versa. Yeah. And so I feel like that is definitely something that I would talk to my younger self about. Like live in your own, be true to yourself and like everything else will fall in place. As long as you're you're walking in the in your light and in your purpose, like every that goes for parents, like and it's not to sh- to dismiss your parents or anything or say that what they think is not valuable. But at the end of the day, you got to live with those results. You got to live with those decisions. You got to live with that life. With that life. Most <laughs> importantly, with that life. So 
to just walk around and do everything based on what somebody else wants you to do seems ludicrous to me now. But back then, it was like you, I was a people pleaser. That was that's another characteristic that we share, just people pleasing. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, and the people pleasing comes because we just don't. I don't like confrontation, so it's easier to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. sure. That's a, that sounds fine, even though it's the complete opposite of what the hell you was going to do. <laughs> sure, I can see how that fits into the schedule. You know, fuck, I can't. I'm not doing that. Thank you, though. I appreciate the advice. Have a good day. <laughs> back that shit back up in bed for him. There you go. Take Thank you. Okay, so <laughs> what are some of the, the products that you're offering? Like, what can people get from Gym Fitness? So currently, I'm offering semi-private personal training. I'm getting ready to launch my March Meltdown Challenge. And you'll get to come to my Saturday boot camps that are also starting in March. I have gym trainers that's available on through the link on my page. And I also <laughs> have the thigh trimmers. Oh, look, get them thighs. Summertime is coming. So if you're going to get with it or get lost. Y'all see all the Instagram celebrities on these trips. Yeah, that's why I got the March meltdown. Come get that waistline, find that waistline again. I love it. Getting together, sis. Um, You (laughs) too. Because I promise I'm going to have mine now, baby. What ways? Hashtag summer 2020. What ways? That's me, all 2020. Um, What are your social media platforms? So, like, are you on? Facebook or like any other social media that they could. I would say the best place to find me on is Instagram. I'm rarely on Facebook, but I'm really good with my Instagram and my emails. And it's Gym Fitness. Gym Fitness. And my email is gymfitchicago at gmail.com. So simplistic, but so complex. Um, Any other um, business ventures or future business ventures that you're coming into play because what we haven't mentioned and we'll mention it a little more in the next um segment she's like the bomb.com when it comes to finances as well so anything that you like any consultations that you you do on the side or um budgeting or anything like that that you plan on working on with people yes so if you know me personally, you know I'm a numbers person. I like money. Um, and, money. I'm, and I'm currently, <laughs> because I want a good relationship with what I makes know. the world go round. Really? But yeah, so I have, I'm starting, a not, not a not-for-profit, it's like a small business called Depth Consulting, mm-hmm. which means developing empowered people that harvest. And I just want to teach people the realistic way to just grow your money. And that starts with mentality and management. So, yeah. You could tell educators, I was just talking about this, everything is alliteration. What is it? Mentality and management. Yeah. Beautifully spoken. Thank you, sister. All right. Well, that ends. That's Gym Fitness. And, and it's a wrap because she basically then told us how to get our life together. And if you need more information, like she said, you can reach out to her or her um, Instagram page or you can email her. And we'll be back soon. So stay tuned. All right. If you're just tuning in, I have Brittany Gatlin Pitts here, the CEO of Gym Fitness. And as we ended that last segment, she started telling us a little bit about uh, another business that she has um, called Depth Consulting, where she's 
teaching you how to balance your budgets and deal with money and basically financial freedom in a sense that it's not a gimmick, like real life, tangible things that you can use to better your financial um, circumstances. So in this segment, we're talking about entrepreneurship versus college. It's a big wave of people just like going into business for themselves. I love it. I believe in it. I push it. I promote it. But I just want people to understand and weigh out their options because everything what works well for 8,000 people, it just may not work for you. So don't get caught up like on these waves. So again, she has a knack for the for the financial aspect and the business aspect. So I did want to have this conversation with her while she was here. Um, and just straightforward, which do you think is better? Like, I have my opinion, but in your experience, which is better, entrepreneurship or like college degrees? I don't think it's one really cut or dry answer. It's kind of like <clears throat> assessing the lifestyle you want to live and choosing the appropriate path. Personally, when you think about something that you naturally do well, why would you go pay for $50,000 for a degree for something that right. you're already gifted to do. Absolutely. So I think you can have the best of both worlds. I would think maybe to start off as an entrepreneur, if you have that drive or if you have that next big idea and go to school so you can fund your own education versus taking out loans okay. because it'll make sense to take a $30,000 loan out as a risk. College degrees are risky too. Uh -huh. And you end up with a lucrative business and it made you a hundred thousand the first year you paid your loan back. And now you got the money to go to school with the odds are a bit high, but we gamble with everything that we do now. For sure, certainly. Um, what was your inspiration behind being an entrepreneur, considering you got degrees on degrees on degrees? Like, what made you say, okay, I got this, but I'm about to do this right here? I would say just not wanting to feel deprived in my life. Like I enjoy fitness. I enjoy just helping people right. in a natural environment. And yes, I make a big impact by being a teacher. But a lot of the extra work I do come from outside of the classroom and just being able to have those real world experiences. So I took what was in my heart and I turned it into a hustle. And now... After learning how to have a good relationship with money, is like I get the benefit from it, and that kind of, that's what drives me. I call it unaccounted for money, even though I account for it. But outside of my nine to five, it's extra to me. Right, and that's a good way to look at it. And so I just want y'all to know, she coined it here from your heart. What you call it? From it went from my heart, heart to my hustle. So don't try to steal the title of her <laughs> next book, y'all, because. We okay, got documentation that, that was her book. Um, so what advice do you have for the next generation when considering? <clears throat> I got a little cold, y'all, so excuse me. But what advice do you have for the next generation when considering coming out of high school? Because that's like a 
you got gotta go to high school. That's just like how the world is set up. Mm-hmm. What's what should they be gauging to decide if they should go to post secondary school or if they should like venture off into entrepreneurship? When I um think about this question, I always think about question um conversations I had with my uh, my students. So when I talk to teens about choosing the appropriate career path, I always tell them to assess the lifestyle you want to live. Like you don't have to shortchange yourself. Like if you see yourself living on Michigan or living in a loft, you can't go for those safe careers. I'm not going to name any careers because if you, how you make your money is how you make your money. So right. you can't, but you can't realistically say, I want to drive a CCA bus and live in a mansion. So you kind of have to have an idea of where you're going so you can kind of map out what to do. So I would tell them to assess the lifestyle you want to live and weigh your options. Right. I'm a big advocate. Go to school to be a dental hygienist. Have you ever seen any career that could give you 50, 60,000 after 20 months of education? But I feel like Everybody wants to come from under the statistic. Go to college, be the first grad, this, that, and the other. But sometimes the way those cards fall, it's not always I'm able to go to a university. Or it might not be conducive for the life you're living at that moment, too. Because I think a lot of times we saw these kids go away to school and come back that first year or whatever way. It just didn't work. And it was because... Somebody didn't give them that advice first. Like, determine what's best for you at this moment. I mean, of course, you, you, you're you figuring out what it is that you want to do in the end. But mm-hmm. you also have to figure out what's going on right now and what's going to be the best for you at this moment. And trying to find the medium between the two. I feel like you can't get too caught up into this is what I'm doing later on in life. You also got to understand like what's going on right now, because if you know you can't afford room and board, don't get your ass up and go down to Spelman or Clarkinette or whatever school. You know what I'm saying? And you know you don't have the money to fund that, that and process. And not to mention, it's so many universities out here that give minority students scholarships because they need those minority students because... Mm-hmm. They just they not gravitate into those schools because HBCUs are heavily um, saturated with like. But I feel like it's publicized a lot. Like this is where you belong. Like you belong where you can afford. It's simple. You if you can't afford a lifestyle or if you can't afford that education, it's not saying that you can't get it. It's just you might have to take a different route to get there. Absolutely. I'm a different route person. I was accepted to U of I. I went there. I couldn't afford it. I got a associates from Malcolm X, and then I went and got my my bachelor's degree. Then I went and got my master's degree. Like, so I took the long route, but it was my journey and I'm okay with it. And right. a lot of people got to be willing to embrace their own journey and not feel like it should look like my friend journey or my sister journey because. So we talked about that earlier, just like not living your life for those around you, like right. trying to piece the people around you because at the end of the day, you got to live with all of those decisions um and that that life and that created, life that is it. a very heavy package to carry uh, no matter yeah. what age you are and to accrue 
hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt before you even made a dime is a really big burden that I see a lot of minority students choosing to take on. And I think sometimes it's unnecessary. And it's definitely like a a life altering situation because now that I've just finished my master's, I sit and I look at the fact that I'm like $130,000 in debt just off education, right? Just off these papers. Um, And not saying that a degree is just paper because there's so much hard work and dedication and perseverance and emotional roller coaster. Like, there's so much you go through to get these degrees. So it's not no walk in the park, neither. However, it's still the real reality of the situation is with $120,000 in debt, my income should be at $150,000, you know, annually so that I could pay out this debt. But that's not the reality of the situation. And that's what pushed me to go into, you know, doing my thing, like trying to figure out what route I want to do. I know I was born to be an entertainer, but that was too risky. I was that kid she's talking about that felt like I need a safe route. Well, I know that I like the finer things in life and I knew that I, you know, wanted these big things out of life. So the fact that I didn't have somebody that had that conversation with me back then, like, you might want to consider something else before you go sign up for these schools, mm-hmm. um, considering what you want to do. So, Definitely. Um, Brittany, what's the best way to promote your business? Like, what do you do to promote yourself? <coughs> your first tool of promotion is yourself. You're your own walking billboard, advertisement, all that. And the second thing is social media. So what she's saying is, if you sell weight loss, don't be a chunky monkey. Because people not, not go I'm believe. not saying that. Oh. Health is not equated to size. I'm definitely not saying that, sister. Oh, I'm just okay. saying. I thought that's what she was saying. I'm saying health health you health. have to be the first one to just like speak about your business and to be confident about it because that's I feel like people buy confidence now. Absolutely. People want to feel that's good about true. what they're investing nah, in. That's some real shit, Brittany. Oh, <laughs> no, like, not now, like, stop, but. That's definitely true because when you look at the um you know the Instagram famous people, it do seem just like they post after post of confidence yeah. and people are feeding into it just like sometimes you don't even know what you're excited about, like but they look excited and happy yeah. and contending these posts and you're like, Okay, I'ma get it. I'ma get it just because they told me and I wanna be happy like them. So that's some shit right there, girl. That was, that's real talk. I just think about the people who I like, ooh, look at her. Like, you know, when I'm on my own going through um, Instagram. Not that I spend a whole lot of time on Instagram because I try to be real. But it's okay because you're a businesswoman too, and that was my second tip. Like, definitely use social media. Social media is big because we compete globally because you have the same access to the customers that they got access in China to. So it's no reason that you're not competing at the peak of your game or at the peak of your profession because you technically it's technology and social media kind of level the playing fields. Right. Yeah, cuz we definitely I know I didn't buy stuff from over in China. Yeah. Why can't they buy stuff from, you know, from me? But like, a lot so of the times I get it. you bought it because you saw that random advertisement in your Super feed. Super random. Absolutely. A hundred percent. 
It's so funny. I buy stuff from China more often than I really want it. Yeah, it's this like rule like post three times a day so you can catch all of your potential customers. What time of day you typically make those most random buys? For me, <coughs> excuse me, y'all. If y'all didn't hear me early, I'm sick. Um, when do I? I think nighttime. Like I, yeah, nighttime. I don't know. It's something about the night. The day was hard, and I want to make myself feel better. And so I that's typically when money. people purchase things. People purchase things at night because their level of willpower goes down. <laughs> that makes sense. So I'm telling y'all, get up, make that post in the middle of the night. You gonna make a few sales. I love it. I never <laughs> thought about that. So if you're just tuning in, um, I do have Brittany here, the CEO of Gym Fitness. And we're we're just talking about entrepreneurship and post secondary school and how to make things work. But also, while I have her here, I want to talk about credit and like credit cards. Like, what does that mean? What's the best way to manage? If you could just give us a, a little quick snip, because it's not a quick fix. I do feel like it's a it's a lifestyle. Just like being healthy is a lifestyle. Being financially savvy is a lifestyle, but I, I've seen Brittany grow and I know she got a thing, like she got a niche for it. So how do we manage? What do we do? What are some of the first things we can start doing to, you know, walk into that lifestyle of being financially savvy? So when I typically have conversations about this, I give people like three go two points. The first thing you need to do is have a good, positive relationship with your money. You can't have a good relationship with something feeling like remember how people like money is the root of all evil it is not like the love of money is the root of evil so you got to kind of have a positive relationship with it like yeah I deserve it it's mine and you also have to give it a job what do I mean by giving it a job write a budget down you tell your money what to do not the other way around because if you tell your money what to do you realistically understand how much you got. So uh, maybe not the coffee today or maybe not the shoes today. But if I continue to <coughs> balance my budget, oh, I can afford it in three months. Right. And the last thing is just be accepting of where you stand at this moment. The worst thing you can do is live beyond your means. Uh-huh and suffer yourself and kind of self-inflict those struggles on yourself because you don't necessarily need it and kind of think about is this a need or is this a want if I want to buy something late at night like we mostly do I'll be like let me sleep on it and if I feel like that in the morning it's already in my cart and I'm gonna tell y'all a trick if y'all leave stuff in y'all cart and y'all sign up for emails. They'd be like, you left something in your cart. Here's a discount code. I always oh. do that. So that's a good thing to do. Like they want you to be a customer just as well as you want to be a consumer. So make them work for your money. You work for it. I, that's crazy though. Cause, and then nine times out of 10, if you sleep on it. You probably wake up in your right state of mind. Like, like, I didn't need it. Never mind. I didn't need a 28-inch wig with a bag. (laughs) (laughs) With blind streaks. (laughs) I didn't really need that. No way. I was just mad. I ain't going to go out anyway. I ain't even going anywhere. Um, 
And so that leads into my next question as far as like money management and like savings. What's how do you manipulate that? Like you get your income, do you automatically save first? Do you pay the bills? Then you save? Like how do you budget out your your savings plan? So mostly I'm on autopilot. That means like a lot of my stuff come out regularly. Because I want to just be consistent and I don't want the worry because it's kind of like taking advantage of technology. And beyond <coughs> that is like multiple savings. Like if I want to save for a girl's trip, if I'm saving for a birthday party, banks will allow you to uh, attach multiple savings accounts to your checking account. You just got to ask them for it and you can like label them. So when your money come in, you can be like, I want to allocate $20 to this account every two weeks. And Chase just came up with some cool thing where you can set rules up. And I have this rule. If anything over a certain amount comes in, I want 10% of that to go to my savings account. But I've designated this certain savings account. So it's really good to just like leverage technology to kind of be a support to help manage your money. Use the like budget. Use those credit cards with the perks on them. You're going to spend the money anyway, but restrain yourself enough to be like, okay, I use this. I'm going to put it back. Because when you do that, the APR is like non-existent. And you earned a few perks along the way for something you know you had to do anyway. Right. So that commercial where they're fighting over who's going to pay the bill because of the perks. Yeah. I'm like, I've never really been in a position where I wanted to fight with anybody to pay any bill. (laughs) But I'm going to let you take the lead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. Oh, that's too funny. All right, guys. Um, We'll be back. I know you're going to miss us, but we'll be right back. That's the end of our second segment talking about entrepreneurship, school, and finances. So we'll be back with a little more entertainment. Friday, Friday. Welcome to my house, Friday. We're back like we never left with our hands in the air, waving them like we just don't care. (laughs) So this is our third and final segment. I have Miss Brittany. Do I say it like Brittany or Brittany? Oh, Brittany. (laughs) Miss Brittany, um, CEO of Gym Fitness and Depth Consulting. And if you missed it, make sure you tune in to Spotify or Anchor and look up Taurus Treasures Podcast. It will be uploaded and live tomorrow. So, our last segment is our celebrity corner because you can't do a podcast without talking about these goofies. I'm just playing. They're not goofy, y'all. But, um, yeah, we're going to talk about some celebrities. This is our little celebrity corner. Brittany, who's your favorite celebrity and why? Who do you love? Who do you love? I don't want you to judge me. I won't. Because of who I'm going to pick. You think you know who I'm pick? Who? It depends. I think your favorite male celebrity. I feel like you got you one of those people that got a male, a female, a political, 
entertainment. Like you're one of those people. Like you're not a simplistic person. Mm-hmm. So your favorite male celebrity is it still fabulous? You not fabulous though. You gave up. I see not Emily T. So, um, your favorite celebrity is it Ava? Like we were just talking about her. Did she make the top? Like Ava DuVernay? No, she's too new. She's too new. She's too new. Well, I love her. So I have two favorite celebrities. Real world, my favorite celebrity is Monica. Everybody knows just like so crazy about her life. Remember we performed the boys' marriage. Yeah, she just has to be brand. She a dope person. Mm-hmm. And my favorite other type of celebrity, other, is Sarah Jakes. Like, oh, yeah, Sarah I be good shit about both of them. That's only because I think I resonate with some of their struggles yes, and I, and they relatable. So yeah. And that's why it pays to be down to earth because you'll forever have um, fans. That no matter what you're going through or what you're doing, they're going to support you because you bring that down to earth quality about yourself. And both of those women are like super transparent, super real, and just like super relatable. Oh, that's so cute. I love Sam James. Did you go to her little thing? Did you just say it's coming? You have it, King? It's coming. I yeah, have my it. ticket. Oh. Can you, we make copies so I can hold you. Make a copy. Make a copy of the ticket. So I can go. Sure, that's how it works. Okay, so who are some of the celebrities you're following? And like, what's your reason behind following them? Like a few. Um, I follow Angela Simmons. I'm so excited. About- yeah, I'm so excited about her new movement with just like owning your natural body, loving your curves. I definitely follow like Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman. Who else do I follow? I follow Sarah Jakes, Mike Todd, um, Monica. Mike Todd, that's my best. Beyonce. <laughs> like, Love your transformation. <laughs> that's, not, that's my church. So those are like a few celebrities I follow. And yes, I put preachers in my celebrities. They like celebrities. Absolutely. Mike Todd is famous, okay? And his little three kids and his wife, they little cute selves. They're famous. Um... What's going on? What what have you been keeping up? Like, what's the newest or latest celebrity gossip? I was just watching that Alexis Scabby through mm. the shade room. Okay, so. what's going on? I'm so confused. I just saw like a snippet of what's her name? Ari. Somehow somebody she ain't nothing like eating coochie. And then it went bad from there. <laughs> I don't know what happened. What's but I on? didn't see that part. I <laughs> So I saw a picture of like Ari, Alexis, and it was another young like girl in the picture with them. But I think Alexis guy had her hand on Ari, but and they was like, oh, they looked cool in this picture. But then I started going back through it, and it was like Masika and Alexis guy was arguing because they had the same baby did. Fetty Wap. Yeah, Fetty Wap. And then I think it was something about Jada. And then I saw the Jigsaw guy. I don't know. But she was in that too. And I saw the Jigsaw Jada guy. Jada Pinkett? No. Oh. I don't think so. I saw the Jigsaw guy on the bike. And everybody like <laughs> was. <laughs> See? Everybody, uh, face yeah. oh and everybody was laughing. So I'm assuming somebody made a meme about something. But I'm very interested in to get to the bottom of like, what's going on between them? So, that's what I've been saying. Well, I'm a true Chicagoan. 
So I'm trying to find out what's going on with Charmaine Van. And right, like, I don't know. I got a, it's the nine mag is in my heart. And I just want all of us to get back to like how we used to be. I want a part of that group, but I got learned to love them through the show. So I just want to get back to like this this place where we're all just friends and family. Because if Ryan would have never fucked with Kat, we wouldn't even be having these problems. That's when everything just went downhill. So that's what I've been keeping up with. Like, can we all just get along? Engage, but it's like I watch it in like pieces. Yeah. So it's like I kind of know. I do too. You know where I get my information from now? Tamara. Tamara, my baby mama, King Mama. Yeah. She is like the Black Ink Crew guru of Chicago. So anyone you want to know about the Chicago crew, the New York crew, it's up. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> 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 hey, let me just say kudos to all of y'all with businesses while y'all raising kids. <laughs> it ain't. It's not easy. It's not easy. Okay, I'm just say that. But um. But yeah, I go through Tamara to find out all the information I need to find out uh, about what's going on. So she gonna have to catch me up to figure out what we doing. Um, what else did I wanna ask you, Brittany? Before you leave, y'all, Brittany got to leave me. I'm be so sad. This is long as we've been together a long, 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 long time. What's your favorite party song? Right <clears> now, <throat> my favorite party song is probably K Camp Lottery. I love K Camp. Oh my gosh, he's so low key. I have to hear it. Yeah. Oh, like, he just, that's the, is that's Renegade the or something? Yeah, okay, 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 okay. So I do know the song, but I don't know the song. I love K Camp. He got some, um, he got a few songs that you write down. <laughs> make sure you drive you like, I'm gonna go bump this K Camp. Like, this is that perfect little moment, you know, when the little intimate little rides down. Make sure to drive. Uh, What's my favorite party song now? I love whoa. And I don't know if I'm late. Am I late on the on the beat? On 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 this whole move, but whoa is my shit. Bob, I feel like the baby is my damn brother. I smile when I see him. He be smiling short to see I be smiling with him. Sure don't matter because I just love him. He's so humble. So between Woe and Bob, my knees be burning because I dance both of those songs like the whole song. Those songs. My knees just be hurting so bad afterwards. Favorite R&B, who holding it down right now? I guarantee you, it's don't lie. It's gonna either be a Summer Walker, a Her, a Scissor, SZA, or no, it's gonna be one of them three. Or oh, Ella, Ella Jane, <coughs> LMA, LMA. It's gonna be one of them four. What's your favorite R&B song? Yeah, I'm like so old school when it comes to I'm R&B. Like, she make me feel bad. I love. I've it. been I listening to like that old school Mary J. Like that be hey, without so you. Still- I don't know. That be without you just hit different mm. when you get grown. Mary J. Yeah, oh. so I definitely. I know that song. I like that song too. Old school songs. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm like even further old school because my R&B song is forever. Cut close. Anybody who follow me on Snap know what I'm about to say. Cut close. I like the way you touch me. I like you know that. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna oh play God. it for y'all. <laughs> You know that song? Yeah, see. 
Everybody but Brittany know that song. Um, what else? Favorite gospel. Who you going to when you on down on bending knees, as my brother's voice of men would say? Who are you turning to to get you through that moment? Okay, so I got two gospel songs that's been like on repeat. Kill song oceans, like you will cry your face off mm-hmm. and thank God in the process. And Kanye West, um, Sunday service, Quiet Your Brain. You talking mm-hmm. about when you take an R and B song and turn it into a Jesus song? Uh, I love it. Sunday it's service. I'm just like that whole CD is on repeat. I'm listening I to it at the gym. I need to download it, Brittany. I'm so mad. I oh, the I, don't have have it. It. I would definitely play it for you. That is cool. Look, let's let me see. We gotta play a little music. Brittany's gonna put us on to something. So. I have not. I know that Kanye's been doing his thing, and kudos to him because I love a person who can walk in that journey with Christ and like represent. So kudos to him. Um, right, but let's see. Is it turned up? Yeah. It's the exact same song with different lyrics. That's just how it's gonna go. Let me connect it. I love it. Kanye been doing his thing though. Like people can say what they want to say about that man, mm-hmm. but he makes it happen. Definitely, I'm definitely here for just the coming of Christ moment. Well, that is it for us. We're wrapping it up here. 
I want to thank Brittany again for coming out and giving us time. Again, if you're raising kids and running business, you know this is a hard thing to do. And she do have to get home to her three-piece spicy. No limit, Peppa. <laughs> it's been fun, guys, and I'll see you soon.